This is episode 414, and we're going into this episode with the best of intentions like we do every week here on the Dutch Hall. We want to give you a great program, <laughs> and uh, I, believe it or not, have written one today. We have written one with the help of a listener of ours, and I'm really excited uh, to use his suggestion because I want to encourage this behavior. So we're going to do that. We're going to listen to our listeners, what they want us to talk about. We're going to talk about that. And not only that, I've mixed it in with a drinking game, mm-hmm. and this is where the plan may fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to try to get this through this thing while incorporating a drinking game. And then, after we get me nice and pickled, then I will tr- attempt to play a game that I've entitled, What's Johnny? What's Johnny? Which is uh, in reference to our friend Johnny Renton. But before we get to our show, we have to talk about our great sponsors like Clean Flow. If you go to K-L-E-E-N-F-L-O.com, that's cleanflow.com, you will, um, what do you do? Oh, you're going to be able to look at their great products. Everyone knows they're great. A lot of farmers use it. A lot of uh, people who are into wrenching on cars use it. Mm-hmm. Clean Flow is great. So they're, thank you for helping our show, Clean Flow. You're the best. And uh, who else? Oh, Patreon. Go to Dutch Hall or patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. Do that, and you can join our queen, Jen Husko, and uh, help us run this show. You can ty- be a tyrant and just run roughshod over the, over us. We have no mm-hmm. control over you. If you give us 5 to $10 a month, we would love it. I would love to double our subscription by next week. Oh, <laughs> That I mean, Kevin. When they tell you about plan, about uh, setting goals, that's like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to quantify. It. But next week, I think we should be doubled by next week. It took us like eight years to get one. Oh, next week we're gonna have two. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. They say if you put it out there, it'll happen. All right, next week, guys. That's the challenge. Kevin has uh, done his best, Kreskin, and he's <laughs> trying to. Anyway, let's see if it happens. Kevin's predicted one more next week. I, I, I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and uh, I'll go. This is our last night. I guess this episode will come out next Thursday. So tomorrow, it would be tomorrow will be Swazi's, but it's October the 14th, Friday of Pumpkin Fest. The 40th anniversary of Pumpkin Fest. Right afterwards is uh, fireworks. There's fireworks to celebrate. And then when the fireworks are over, drive over to Swazi's. In the big plaza there by the grocery store, we go in there, and you're going to find a great comedy show hosted by myself, with our feature Joe Botello, with our headliner Ty Great, and our musical accompaniment and uh, entertainer for the evening, Badanka Funk. So come and enjoy yourself. And I'm going to do something right now. Uh, uh, if you haven't already, there's a Dutch Hall code. I'll put it out, Dutch Hall a code if you go to our eventbrite link and uh the code will have uh uh you can get 10 tickets for 10 bucks tickets for 10 bucks instead of 15 you get them for 10 bucks with the dutch hall code the code is dutch hall so if you're listening to this program and you type in dutch hall into the uh offer code there you're gonna get your tickets for 10 bucks so do that so we can get this some bums in the seats there let me know that you can go all right and that uh that's it for fucking plug. <laughs> <laughs> I hate business. And then, uh, so let's. That's it. We have one thing to do, uh, Johnny. You know what that is? Awesome. You know what to tell him. Your host and two-time, two-time President Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Hey, everybody. It's Pete Van Dyke. <laughs> That's where the applause comes in. Applause, man. You know what's there. Oh, there we yeah. go. Let's give it to me. 
I'm the fucking host of this show. Two-time President's Club Award winner. Man, I, I grew up. You know how much sacrifice and toil I had to do to win those President's Club Awards? All of you people's applause is the least you can do, dead people. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to our show. We have a great cast. This is what I call the real Season 9 cast. It's short, our wild card. And I have to admit uh, that it's always missing the uh, wild card of our show, Derek the Beaver Van Hooten. Yeah. He is going to be coming soon. Whew. Things are wrapping up. Uh, finally, unfortunately, actually, but they uh, are wrapping up. So we intend to hopefully see Beaver in here soon. Hopefully he can nurse himself back to health after his long, long summer of just working his butt off. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, But we do have two great, great cast members. We have our co-host of season nine, the announcer of her show, oh. and the new bartender. Yeah. And you have to work tonight. All right. Kevin Long Van Donger, everyone. Kevin Dungeon, hey. everyone. Kevin Van Dungeon. Woo! <laughs> oh, dear. He's a feedback stallion, but he is a, an applause slowpoke. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, that's his introduction. He's a feedback stallion, and he's an applause slowpoke. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready on that uh, shot. <laughs> to get a nice picture of yourself, Johnny Ritten, everybody. Woo! You don't even need to hit the applause. Oh, that's even better. Like self-deprecating. I like it. Yeah. This guy is a keeper. It's part of the rule. Yeah. I got to tell you, when Johnny was, that's it for the cast, right? We already introduced me, and then everyone else is introduced. Robot Char- over your shoulder. There's a robot over my shoulder. There's a spread eagle fucking uh, uh, blow-up doll over there, my buddy, and Clean there's a puppet somewhere. I think I'm going to set up as a winter project. I'm going to make a, a puppet of myself. Nice. Yeah, and then I can then I can do, like, self-therapy sessions. You could have an audience gallery if you wanted to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or people that like me. Yep. And I just can make them like, <laughs> puppets. It's already starting to look like that in here. It's a little crazy when I have three fucking versions of charters. My friend I miss. <laughs> I did talk to him on the phone and he's doing great. That's good. Yeah, he's found another hobby that isn't this. It's mountain biking. He loves it. Oh, really? Yeah, he almost kills himself all the time. I don't know how he does it, but he's like, he's like really good at it. Oh, he's good at bread too. Yeah, he guy gets super into things. That's what he's good at. That's what he's. He's just good at getting into things. Yeah. All right, let's get right into this show, because I'm not good at getting into things, but this is what we got to do on this show. There's not very often that it's so important to skip everything, all the bullshit talk and yeah. drinking and carrying on the shed, and we're going to just get right down to business and do a segment that we call Feedback. We got feedback. Oh! dynamite right yep. <laughs> he hit it right on the button he sure did welcome to our segment this we're starting off with this uh feedback segment <laughs> by the way that is the hardest one the one that i do right after the th- the is the hardest one and i try not to say it after the one because it's always makes for uncomfortable remember kevin oh, remember I all know. the years of you botching that one <laughs> oh, of course yeah <laughs> anyways johnny's running even right now he he's running even. he's doing over. good yep uh this one is from all the way from Australia. We have a Diamond Club listener, Emil Van Steeg. He keeps he keeps doing more and more for this program, and we don't know what more we can do for him because he's because he's just done so much. What he's done this time is he sends us a podcast mm-hmm. out of nowhere. He listened to it. He thought the Dutch Hall might find this interesting. All right, let's send it to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what he did was I listened to this because I value my listeners feedback oh plus <laughs> so one good. plus one <laughs> so i value it and then uh so what happened was uh listen to it i broke it up in some uh some of the highlights that johnny's going to work on the board for us mm-hmm. and uh so we'll listen to it and what i decided was because um i've been razzed in the past that i can get a little boring on these things i find these things very interesting and i like to go on about them mm-hmm. but uh um the <laughs> 
sometimes people find it a bit boring. So I plan this time to make it a little bit more interesting is that I am going to uh, drink every time I tell Johnny to stop because there's a guy in this uh, piece that needs clips and he's got a real cool accent. He's from Columbia and he's got a real cool accent and I'm going to want to like imitate his accent because it's fun. You know, right. I want to be cool too, like this guy from Columbia. Uh-huh. So when I say stop, then I get to make fun of it, not make fun of his accent, but pay homage to yes. it as best I can. <laughs> and then I'm going to um, a drink. I have to drink for that privilege. Right. But because I'm doing that, and you guys have to drive, so I don't want to put a drinking game on you. Right. But I will, uh, I will take the hit for you. And if you guys want to join in and just... Uh, Give a try yep. at the accent or the word or whatever that we're going to do, mm-hmm. then try it. And also, I've already said this before the show, but if you want to stop it for just to talk about something that is of interest to you, mm-hmm. then we'll talk about that too. So we'll set up this first clip here. I can't wait. Now, before we play it, I'm going to tell you, there is uh, this, just to set it up, It's uh, there is a creature that is uh, uh caught wreaking havoc in Colombia. Okay. A creature. And this creature is scaring the locals and they're starting to call the authorities to complain about this creature. Okay. Okay. That's the first clip there, Johnny, if you can hit one. It's 2007 and the authorities in Colombia are receiving strange reports from the public. The environmental ministry receive a message from a local community. <laughs> Um, do I imitate first? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to say the environmental ministry, the environmental ministry, the environmental ministry, the environmental ministry. Okay. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> Keep playing. Mm-hmm. That an old creature was just coming out from the lakes and from the rivers at nighttime. And it was very odd. The description was a very... And he was very odd. <laughs> I'll drink for that. <laughs> Coming out of the rivers. I know he's very odd. You got Scottish on that one. Eh? I did. Yeah. Okay, go go on. Very massive animal, big teeth. Well, yes. He's a massive animal. Big teeth. <laughs> big teeth. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Hello. Eyes and small ears. People was Okay, stop, very- stop, stop. So, like, to piece it all together, he's got, um, he's got big, big eyes. Small ears. Small ears, yellow teeth. Sharp point. Oh, yeah. No, yellow eyes, right? Yeah, and pointy teeth. He's a massive animal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what is it? He's scared and trying just to find out what animal it was. What animal it was? I would say, so do you guys have any guesses what animal it is? Hmm. I know. From clip three. Ah, so you son of a bitch. I'm not going to say it, but. Oh, yeah. Kevin's the only one that can guess because Johnny, uh, I did spoil it in my clip titles. Mm. Sounds a little bit like an alligator. Yes. Uh, you'd think an alligator because that'd be something that would be maybe in that part of the world, right? Mm. Uh, a dog, but, a monster. But, when you, but it's a massive animal with uh, giant uh, teeth and yellow eyes and small ears is the real key here. Okay. Small ears. A hippopotamus. It's a hippopotamus. So you're like, how does a hippopotamus get to Colombia? That's an African animal. Mm. Well, as it turns out, you know what they do have in Colombia? It's cocaine Ooh. and lots of it. And there was a fella by the name of Pablo Escobar. Who wanted hippos for coke. Uh, no, Pablo Escobar, he loved uh, making money uh, with cocaine. Mm-hmm. And he also murdered like uh, hundreds of people and maybe even thousands, I'm not sure. But he was a very wanted man. He was like the El Chapo of, you know, the 80s and stuff. Right. But the thing about these El Chapo guys is that they uh, they really um, endear themselves to the community, so that they mm-hmm. so that the community loves them and they try to protect them, kind of. Sure. So they so uh, Pablo Escobar, he was no exception. He built himself quite a pad, and in uh-huh. clip two, they'll describe what Pablo had in his pad. Gotcha. Escobar had created a fantasy land for himself in the hills between Medellin and the Colombian capital, Bogota. Hacienda Napolis was his ranch. It was 22 square kilometers. He entertained models, movie stars, and... 
22 square kilometres. Yeah. He entertained models and movie stars. I have a pickle in my bum. <laughs> my vagina is scratchy. My fanny has a... <laughs> What? Some fish and chips, eh? Oh, no, no. What? Some bangers and mash. Oh, bangers and mash. Great nerd twat. There you go. <laughs> Politicians there. He had concrete dinosaurs, a bullfighting ring, two swimming pools, a vintage car collection, an airstrip, and a zoo. The swimming pool sound effect right after... Yeah, two swimming pools, and you hear someone splashing. Yeah, yeah, splashing. Two swimming pools, one for the scrubs. Drove it home. Yeah. To try and win locals over, the public could visit the animals for free. For free. He'd smuggled into the country rhinos, giraffes, elephants, kangaroos, and six hippos. That's the sound of a hippo at the end there. That's what they make? Yeah. And they eat a watermelon. Did I drink for that one because I did the hippo? Yeah. And they drink and they eat big watermelons too. <laughs> so anyways, it was Pablo Escobar's hippos, right? Right. Is what was terrorizing this village. Uh, how many clips was that? Two? That was two. Wow. I don't even know what three is. What does it say? Three says hippos are hard to find. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All one word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that is one word. Hippos are hard to find. So that the hippos apparently uh, they um, I don't know when to put this part in because it's really clip five. But I'll tell the whole story anyway, so I won't ruin anything. But they're uh, they're like uh, they uh, they had to find this one hippo, but it's not easy. Oh no no no! So they had uh, when Pablo Escobar got like shot up. That's what it was like when the when they took him down and and shot and killed him. Right. Then they took his estate and they had to like divvy it up. And then this talks about how they were able to get rid of most of the animals, but the hippos were the hardest ones to like get rid of because they're not easy to find. I think that's what it hmm. what this clip is. Hit hit play, Johnny. Hippos are very difficult to handle. Some of them were moved to private zoos, and some of them they didn't find them. They are massive, yes, but because they are underwater most of the time, you, you don't see well, them really. They're massive, yes, but they're underwater most of the time. Yes, you know that. That's a, I like that part. That he's underwater most of the time. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. There was a tale that one of them was captured, put in a truck, and he managed to collapse the truck, oh. tipped it over, and escape again. I'm not surprised why they were just left like something that you want to actually forget about. And just well, re- I just don't know why they just want to be something they want to forget about. <laughs> I thought you said, like, Charlie forget about it. I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, at the end, I don't even know what the fuck you were saying anyways. But I think they were like, why do you want to just, like, uh, give up on trying to look for a hippo? <laughs> I think that's what he's trying to get at. He's like, you're just going to stop looking for the hippo? And they did. They stopped looking for the hippos. <laughs> uh, clip, just hit clip four. See what it does. Skip that. Skip the rest of that one. Oh no! Do the rest of it. Is there more? Yeah, I think like a second left. You see them afterwards when they show up again. Okay, uh, I'll do. Show up again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go next clip four. We can do they it. They move a lot, and they use the rivers oh, as highways. They move a lot. They move a lot. <laughs> they move a lot. Johnny, you might want to try that one, eh? They move a lot. They move a lot. Oh, oh yeah. not bad. Is <laughs> that you or Johnny? They move a lot. They move a lot. Okay, go. Sorry. Yeah. So they could move kilometers in one day. The hippos have... <laughs> in one day. One day. In one day. <laughs> they move kilometers <laughs> in one day. I need more whiskey, Kevin. All right. Okay. It's too much fun. Go, go to uh, keep it going. Let's see what we can do. It's going to be quick, I bet. Had multiplied. There were now 28 living in the ranch. They live in a very difficult environment with droughts in Africa. Well, Colombia. <laughs> they live in a very difficult environment with droughts. I thought he said drugs. <laughs> I had listened to that like five times. It's droughts in Africa. There you go. I'm ready. <laughs> Keep going, Johnny. Colombia is a heaven for them. We have plenty of water all year round. You have a lot of grass for them to eat. 
They did well, very well. We have a lot of grass for them to weed. I even heard grass. Grass for them to weed. To weed. I love the the stress, the emphasis he puts on the words is the fun part. I, to weed. Oh, I got a drink. Ooh. Well. Too well, in fact. Something had to be done. Oh, yeah. So I guess, is that the end of it? That was the end. The hippos were... Uh, they love Colombia, and to summarize that one, they love Colombia because uh, there's lots to eat and uh, there's lots of water, unlike Africa, which is shit. And then, uh, so they ended up loving it. They had lots of sex and they made a lot of baby hippos. And now uh, they have to do something about it. And uh, is that four that we just played? That was four. So in clip five, which I didn't pull, it, uh, where I, fu- I fucked it up somehow, is that. They um, they uh, had to find these hippos, right? Because the environmentalists uh, were saying that uh, these guys were an invasive species, and then they had to. So they found the one that was terrorizing that one village, and uh, <laughs> the tiny ears. And that, uh, this is the clip. I have to imitate it from the guy because he. Uh, I didn't pull it, but he goes. Uh, he began to. <laughs> he, <laughs> He began to uh, charge at people, and when you endanger life of people, we needed to. What did oh, what did he, what did he say? We needed to. Um, uh, he said, like the word he used was not they not like murder, but it was murder. Terminate. Yeah, like he, we need to uh, uh, like uh, euthanize this uh, animal, right? Euthanize the animal, right? And so then, when he did that, this this animal had a name because the press named it, uh-huh. and now that it was named like Toto or something. And then they all got sad that they murdered uh, Toto, but the village was like, "I'm not sad because uh, they tipped over my uh, buddy's boat or whatever." Yeah, and then. Uh, <clears throat> And then uh, this, and then so they had to find a solution for the second one because there's too much of a public outrage about the um, murder of the first hippo. So then they found there was a second hippo that was also causing problems, and they found it, and they had to find another solution for fixing this problem without killing the hippo. Uh, yeah, play the clip. He was around 3,500 kilos, so Whoa. three and a half tons. He was around with 35,000 kilos. Here we go. That one doesn't pause. Oh, it doesn't? No. You know, how much did he weigh, though? So does it start at the beginning every time you hit it? He was around 3,500 kilos, so yeah. three yeah, and a half tons. Yeah, this is the new, the new one. With Just keep playing it. We'll play it all the way through then. 3,500 kilos, oh, oh. so Call three and a half he was so around 3,500 kilos, so three and a half tons, yeah. with 10 centimeters teeth. He charged us many times. Carlos would lead a team of seven vets. They would use a backhoe digger to lift the animal, and then once the operation was complete, the army would be involved. Your big challenge is not actually the castration. That's difficult because they have internal testicles. You have to go <laughs> through a skin that is around two, three centimeters thick. So it's actually like a bulletproof vest. And then you have <laughs> to go to a eight centimeters layer of best. fat. So just going into that is <laughs> difficult enough. And hippos are very difficult to anesthetize. They die easily under anesthesia. Okay. Uh, they have a, b- <laughs> what? How much did they weigh? 3,500 pounds. <laughs> I don't know, but he's, uh, I like when they say like, they are not easy to castrate. <laughs> <laughs> they have the internal testicles. They have internal testicles. Yeah. It's like a bulletproof vest. <laughs> a bulletproof vest. 10 centimeters teeth. Yeah. Man, they got, he's got, so they got to like, they got to drug this animal. They have to, uh, then they have to like uh, do an operation where they got to go through like armor yeah. to get at his balls, which are deep in this giant animal. And they don't often survive. The, and it's uh, aggressive as hell. And they don't like being uh, uh, put to sleep for the surgery. They die from that too. Yeah, apparently 50%. <laughs> Hit the next clip. 
Yes, because we have to put five darts to be able to anesthetize it. After the first dart, he starts running. He, he can go. Yeah, that one passes. Yeah, I have to put five darts. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I listen to a bunch of times is darts, right? They put five darts into him, and then something can happen. Oh, I didn't drink. He ran on the first one. You run into a lake and you're anesthetized, you drown. Go <laughs> <laughs> into a lake and drown under anesthesia. <laughs> then we have the risk that if the animal stays in a position well, where. Animal position. <laughs> animal position. <laughs> and then we had a risk. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Dead lungs get collapsed because he's on weight, he will suffocate. Whoa. <laughs> because he's on white, he will suffocate. Because he's on white, he will suffocate. If we don't move him properly, we can make him fracture. And then you have to castrate the hippo. Well, never then you have to castrate the hippo. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. been done in the wild. The whole thing took 12 hours. We were very happy because he was alive. We managed to castrate it. If like well, we, man we were very happy. We managed to castrate it. <laughs> Anyways, that's, I don't know why you're happy about castration. Sounds that sad. wasn't difficult enough. We are in the middle of a marshland with mountains. So you cannot well, bring... We are in the middle of a marshland. <laughs> no, we are in the middle of a marshland. Awesome. With a mountain. <laughs> With a mountain. Oh, there you go. A big truck. <laughs> so when the army saved the day, is because they actually send a, a big truck. helicopter. <laughs> so <laughs> with the backhoe, we put it in a net. And then with the helicopter, we put it back in the Hacienda Napoles. And from there, we could bring one of these trucks just to carry this massive cage with the hippo whoa, inside. Whoa. To carry this massive cage with a hippo inside. It's almost like a little bit of Arnold in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> Arnold. Operation Dumbo. That's a big bitch. Oh, that's a big lady in that. <laughs> to be released back again in the Hacienda Napoles. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis. Then they bring it back to, they brought it back to Pablo Escobar's old, old pad where it can like try to get into the rivers again. And anyways, next, uh, is there one more? One more. Let's do this. After one. the successful castration in 2011. Whoa! Successful castration is a difficult term for me to hear. It's like oxymoron. Yeah. I have a real hard time with that, especially with the lady saying it with no problem whatsoever. She's just like, after the successful castration, you know, like show some remorse. You took the guy's balls, man. Yeah. That fucking hippo used to be vicious, and now he's just some fucking guy that's like. Looking at his Etsy account, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, go. The authorities decided more research should be done before others were carried out, partly because it was yeah. so controversial. Hey, hey, whoa. Ow. Yeah, before you cut my nuts off, read a fucking book. Let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. Fucking figure it out. Just do your homework, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just shoot five fucking darts at me and start cutting in. Cut my balls off. Trying to find my internal testicles. You don't even willy-nilly. That's your husband, though, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame her, this cold bitch. Yeah. Anyway. Reversal. It's estimated there could be up to 120 hippos now, the biggest herd outside Africa. It's Ooh. been called an ecological time bomb. Ooh. The hippos have been classified as an invasive species, and the environmental agency is trying things like injecting the hippos with contraceptives. Yeah. Ooh. So, like, this dude, I, I didn't play this whole, I wish I could, but, like, at one point in time, this dude had said that the environmentalists told, like, we're mad about uh, them killing it, and then they're mad about them castrating it, right? And then, but he's like, I don't know what they want, right? Yeah. And, and I, my point is this, okay? And this is coming from a guy who doesn't really know shit, mm -hmm. uh, farm background, and I'm looking at, like, I remember living enough years where they talked about acid rain, yep. right? And I was going to kill everything. And didn't. Then I remember they were talking about how they had the zebra mussels. 
They're an invasive species in Lake Erie. Yep. And they were going to kill everything. And then all of a sudden the bass started eating them or something. And it got better bass fishing, you know? <laughs> and then uh, then they were talking about the fucking uh, Asian carp. Remember that? That was another thing. And then all of a sudden there's muskie coming and eat them. And then there's muskie where you're never able to catch, catch muskie musky, before. Yeah. And, like, that's what I'm just saying. Something might eat the hippos. Yeah, or the hippos will, like, the earth will eventually adjust to those hippos being there. They'll yep. become a predator, and then the rest of the environment will adjust around it. That's how it happens. It's just mm-hmm. it, the environmentalists want to keep everything the same, saying that we're causing these differences. But there are some differences that happen just because things move to find better places to live because yeah. the earth is ever-changing. And sometimes like, the animals are in this area and they go to this area. This one it was fucked up because it was like a rich drug guy yeah. that did it. But like for most invasive species, they end up eventually, like most, a lot of the stuff we got planted everywhere around here is invasive. It's well, not natural, but right. like it eventually becomes part of nature. It's, it's not a big, like I don't want to see the problem in it most of the time. So. I think they should inject the hippos with Viagra and make more. Just get those hippos fucking all the time. Yeah, man. Because like, then it would make sense, that movie with The Rock. <laughs> that one that with the Jungle Boat. Oh. It's in the, they do the Jungle Boat for The Rock. He's in the, on the Amazon River. And there's uh, no fucking hippos on the Amazon. But if you go on the Jungle Boat ride, which I did go on the Jungle Boat ride a lot. Mm-hmm. Because that was my career choice. Because it was the only job i knew you could tell jokes all day long was on the jungle boat mm-hmm. that guy that was telling jokes on the jungle boat I thought, that's a fucking great job he's just sitting there on the microphone telling jokes to tourists all day right that'd be fun man that's why i went to university to do that mm-hmm. tell jokes on the jungle boat turns out you didn't have to go to school for that no no you just had to be a loser <laughs> <laughs> so I sign up yeah but i still didn't get the job yeah oh. Nah, and Florida's not my thing. Anyway, so, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, the hippos. Uh, oh, invasive species. species. You know what, another one? Remember when the uh, possums came up? By the way, there's a possum right out there, like right out there when you go take a piss. Mm-hmm. Like he's eating my old tomatoes and shit. I might have peed on them. Yeah. They're, they're like gross, but they, so when the possums first came up, everyone's like, kill possum if you see them. They're eating the turkey eggs, and there's like a shortage of turkeys, right? Wild turkeys? Wild turkeys, yeah, because we have a lot of wild turkeys around here. And then they ate all the turkey eggs, and there was no turkeys. And then uh, now there's fucking turkeys everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And there's possums everywhere. They're balanced out. And now everyone's saying, don't eat the possums. Don't kill the possums. The possums eat the ticks. Oh. Right? But then the, and then, but like, uh, and then remember everyone's like, there's too many gypsy moss, stuff like that. But the, the gypsy moss come in cycles, you know, it's the natural cycle of the species. Like every seven years they get like crazy. And that was like last year or whatever. Everyone's like, we got to do something about it. Like, no, you just have to let it happen. It's nature. Yeah. And then eventually it just fucking cycles out and everything adapts. Like the the possums were, they rode up on the underneath the trucks from the southern states, and they came up here, you know, and then they dropped here, and they they were for a while the the ecosystem had to adapt to them, mm-hmm. and then they fucking did, and then it's fine. Environmentalists make problems sometimes by just cu- making everything stay the same. Yeah. It's just all gonna figure itself out. You know what humans gotta do? Stop doing yeah. shit. Back off. You just stop doing shit. Yep. Just it would just let things happen. It'd be so much easier. You just gotta stop it. Don't need to fix everything. That's my lesson for everyone about this hippo castration that was sent by Emil Van Steeg. Good job, Emil. If you if you uh, run to castrate, uh, do a hippo castration, <laughs> right? It's gotta be. <laughs> you really stress it, eh? For the Spanish cultures, you got you stress. You you talk a word and then you really want to hit the last one, you know, where you you really go out in the last one. In case the audience wasn't paying attention. Yeah, well, he str- the guy got seems excited. Eh? It seemed like I liked that guy, but anyway, so that guy uh, castrated a hippo with no experience. No one's ever done it before, and Five he just shots. says, "Okay, just 
fucking let's do five shots i should take this fucker down mm-hmm. and i'm gonna start cutting into his cock until i get those balls and then i am going to be the first guy to ever castrate it and hippo in the wild i'm gonna do some research after <laughs> and then then environmental is tell me what are you doing buddy you read a book don't just cut into the fucking <laughs> hippo's balls do some research first you and could like, inject them with contraceptives yeah, then now they're just going to make them like wear condoms or something, those fucking hippies. Gross. <laughs> Big hefty guy. I hope that's the. This is the fun part about drinking on the show is that, if, that uh, I don't really know when it kicks in that I, don't, I stop giving two fucks, but it's like <laughs> in the second whiskey, I think. Because, like, that is. <laughs> that is the real thing. It's like, fucking, just shut the fuck up. Maybe like, let, us, let me do my job. Like, I'm an animal expert. I've castrated a bunch of animals in the wild because of problems or whatever, but like, like I'm not perfect. I'm a human being or whatever. I'm trying my best. Like my, I dedicate my whole life to this shit. You just like fucking took a, like a, you know, a philosophy course in university and then latched onto a cause because of social media or some fucking thing. Yep. And now you are like adamant that we shouldn't do this thing. That has no science based to, to back it up. And if you even throw science at some of these environmentalists, no facts. They will argue with you that you're like a flat earther or some one of these ridiculous. They'll try to discredit you as a person. But the reality is that if you are too like strongly opinionated on any side and you're not a fucking expert, uh, you are an idiot. You know, it doesn't matter what side you're on, you're an idiot because the truth lies in the, with the fucking smart people. Let the smart people do what they do. And you people shut up, you know, like everyone else just shut your mouth and let the smart, you know what, the, what, what one story, this has really happened. There was a whole bunch of people who had like a vitamin B deficiency in India, right? I don't know if I told this before, but they had a vitamin B deficiency it caused like eye problems. Mm-hmm. I might be getting the wrong vitamin too, but it, they, their main staple of food was white rice right? Deficient in this vitamin. Right. Then do a natural anatomy of that. Does, that's not words. What I just said, <laughs> but due to a natural an, anomaly yeah. in the, in one of the rice crops, they had this like a uh, variation of rice, golden rice, right? The only genetic anomaly in the golden rice is that it contained vitamin B. Okay. Or whatever with this one vitamin that was deficient in the vitamins of all these Indian people, right? And so uh, they started to um, pick out the golden uh, rice seed to use as seed, so that and then it became a dominant species. So it took over from the white rice, right? And then so all the right eventually all the rice would be this uh, genetic anomaly Mm -hmm. and they considered it a genetic engineering Mm -hmm. right which it kind of is is controlling what happened naturally by accident right you just kind of control it to give you the result you want you know people that aren't blind you know Mm -hmm. well greenpeace in their wisdom and whatever the environmentalists at the time uh burnt the crops so that they could destroy this strain of golden rice which had all of the properties of regular fucking rice, right. except for the one thing it lacked. So it was better rice. Better rice, and it would have taken over and become the new the new rice, really, you know? Yeah. And solve problems. And these guys are like, because I'm such an idiot. Like, because, because this isn't, you guys are fucking with nature. Stop it, right? Yeah. So then they, they stop that, right? But that's a greater harm. Yeah, we'll make some synthetic vitamin B in a factory somewhere. And- yeah, feed it to them. That's at least not not genetic engineering. It's because that word genetic engineering to them, they don't know what it means. So they just, they, they uh, mess with it. You know what seedless watermelon is? Genetic engineering. One time you went to your garden, you took out a watermelon. There's no fucking seeds in it. This is the best watermelon I've ever harvested. Yeah. Right? But there's one white seed in the bottom of it or something like that. You find one little white seed in the... Ma- you save that for next year. Yeah. You plant that thing, and it grows with no fucking seeds in it. You're like, oh, my God, I found the the code to not having seeds in my watermelon. That's genetic engineering. That's yeah. the fucking extent of it. You're not, like, uh, shooting radiation and making it into Spider-Man. You're just fucking taking something that happened by 
nature's accident or whatever, yeah. and you're doing it deliberate. Huh. You know how if you have a chicken and it's got a big fat dick, uh, dick <laughs> and the only way to sell that chicken, it, they, they, you sell the chicken by how heavy his <laughs> cock is when you yeah. bring it into the, to the butcher, you know? Right. And then you find one chicken and he's got a fucking huge hog on him. And you're like, this chicken here, I want to make sure that this chicken gonna fuck the fucks other all my other chickens yeah. so that I got big cocks on all my chickens so I can sell these big chicken cocks, right? Yeah. That's that's genetic engineering, too. Yep. That's It's just being Select, fucking... Natural selection. It's being smart. You know, yeah. that's what we're supposed to do. And these th- that's what sometimes the people with good intentions are so fucking stupid because they have emotion that clouds their judgment. Yeah. They don't let, like, facts get in the way. Who wouldn't want a giant, a chicken with a giant hog? I would think that'd be funny, man. See a chicken with a huge cock, like, one, just fucking cock and balls, and he's, like, strutting around, like. <laughs> that thing's dragging on the ground. Yeah, and just a huge fucking. <laughs> Big old lipstick. Yeah, I think that would, I would like that. I would like that as an image, you know? Like, I would like to see that image if you sent me a gif of a chicken walking around with a huge dragon cock <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna enjoy my day it's gonna make my day a little yeah. brighter you know that's what i think that's your chicken so what time is it kev how long are we into this uh we we're about 45 in, i think all right time to do the game yeah. oh wait we have to do the so uh emil from australia uh, because of, I'm so happy that you sent in a topic. I think that bit worked okay, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah, we made a show out of that. <laughs> really? Saved us. So because of that, we're bringing back a segment. There's nothing to hit, Johnny, because I don't have it for you yet. We're That's getting insane. our new music people to try to get this for me. we got new music people working on this because the rest of them are a bunch of scrubs. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, but I'm going to do it acapella for you, Emil. We're bringing back a segment. And a jingle. Eventually, I'm going to be yelling at Johnny to hit that button, to hit yep. this jingle. And right now, I'm singing a acapella for you because I had to get a couple of drinks with me to do this. You're the listener of the week. This, this is your week. week. That's going to be done with music, believe it or not, Emil. Anyways, and you're, you're going to notice at the end of this episode, not now on the live stream, but when I edit this and put it out with better audio and everything, it's going to say at the end when the credits roll up, Producer, Emil Van Steeg. Yeah, buddy. You know what? You put that in your resume. You say you're a Diamond Club listener of the Dutch Hall. You've been a producer on episode 414. Brent Cow's tits. You pull tits like no one else. And uh, Nice comfy couch. What else has he got? He's got a nice couch. It looks like a bunch of vaginas on it. Yep. So if you wake up in the middle of the night a little bit frisky, you just fuck him. Just find one you like. Pick a quarter of his couch and fuck it. I don't think that's really his couch. You probably lose you lose your invitation. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But anyways, Emil, we're all coming to Australia eventually, and you're going to have to put yeah. us up and protect us from our big mouths when we get drunk and start. <laughs> Apparently, he's huge. So we can go out with Emil. We go out with Emil. He's a giant guy, Johnny. He's giant. He loves our show. And uh, we're going to all go to Australia. If you if you play your cards right, you're not going to get paid for this. It's, it pays miserably. But you, if we can get guys like Emil Van Steeg and Jen Husko and these great listeners to eventually let us sleep on their couches all over the world, you know, yeah. I mean, we're going to have a great time. You're not going to regret it a second of this. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who's going to regret it. Emil's going to regret it. That's for sure. And if you guys want to give us some feedback to, a topic for the show oh, yeah, and or anything like Must that. Care. We love it. If you send us topics like this, you hear something interesting, I'd say, I'd like to see how these guys break it down. Are they going to like, what are they going to do? Are they just going to be a super racist for the whole time? We're going to just make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I, don't you wish you had a bit of an accent like that though? Like a Spanish accent is cool. I'd eh? like it if all my Y's came out as J's. Do yeah. You know what I mean, man? I'd like that. Becca's wife probably has an ass like Shakira, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you, Shakira, that girl doesn't age, man. No. Nope. She's, she's like, got to be close to my age. You know who Shakira is, Johnny? You're a young I guy. I know who Shakira is, yeah. <laughs> and, like, she's hot, right? Like, and she's yeah. like an old lady to you, right? She'd be like an old lady to you? 
She doesn't look like it, but yeah. She's in her 40s, though, for sure. She's got to be put, pushing 50, I would say, pushing 50. But she looks exactly like she did when she was in her 20s. She looks great. You know who fucked herself up? Who? Gwen Stefani. Did she really? Oof. What'd she do? Like all kinds of Botox and stuff? Her, she's not even, like, you know, she was a great looking girl, right? When uh, she was the Hollow Back girl. Yeah, she was really beautiful. Just natural beauty. She is, uh, I'll find a photo of her for you. Oh, man, I've been drinking, man. If I've, I might puke. Anyways, you bring <laughs> it up. But I will uh, say my pick for the woman who fucked her face up the most, and I hate saying this, is uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah, she really did too. I was sad about that. But you know what about Botox and, and all that uh, lip stuff? is you, It goes away, right? It eventually absorbs into your face. Oh, no. That's the same girl? You got it. Oh, you got to, like, work on that, man. I don't know, man. What's wrong with a lady that just looks like like she's aged a bit? Like she's got a couple years on her belt. I don't mind a lady in her 40s, man, or a lady in her 50s. I've seen ladies in their 60s look fine. They don't have no work done. It's just they just look like their woman's got a couple years in her belt. How old a woman would you have sex with, John? How this old part is willing to have sex with me? <laughs> mm. I like that. I yeah. like that answer. You're talking nursing home. You're in a nursing home. The woman is in her 90s. She's uh, she likes herself some barely gym. mobile. <laughs> but, she, but she's... I'm thinking about it, though. I am thinking about it, yeah. You are that horny. You'll just bang anything, eh? Pretty close, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I mean, that's the right attitude for a guy's age, eh? Is the right, I, mean, I can't, not, I can't like, uh, take that from you. How old are you? Uh, 27. 27? Yeah, you should, that's exactly what you should be doing, man. Yep. Fuck yeah, Johnny. Fuck yeah, Johnny. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Everything me, but the sex doll you've got over there. Yeah, I don't bang I the sex would, doll. No, <laughs> no one has agreed to that yet, but. I'm the only one drinking whiskey. I'm gonna be fucking <laughs> cuddled up later. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to. Um, oh yeah. I want to end this show with our game called "What's Jump." We do, we're gonna fucking do this. We're doing Wait. exactly what we said we're gonna do. Nailing the episode as the agenda said. Yeah. And it worked out like we said. You said I'd only get through like two of those. I got through <laughs> all of them. I didn't think we would. And it was like the right time. <laughs> ah, this is all working out. Right. So this is the last game. Johnny Renton is our new cast member. Yep. And I would say, this is as big as an SNL announces their new cast, Johnny. Mm-hmm. When we announce a new cast of the Dutch Hall for season 9+, plus, this is in season 9+, plus, <laughs> which I consider a preparation for season 10. Season 10 is where we knock it out of the park. It's going to be called Double season digits. 10, Dutch Hall knocks it out of the park. <laughs> Double digits. Yeah. That's why you're training me on season 9. Yeah, season 9, this is when we work out the kinks. This is when we, the, everything's forgiven. It, when season 10 rolls around, Johnny, and you don't fucking hit a applause <laughs> when it's supposed to come on, there'll be zero tolerance on this side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, you have exceeded all expectations. Yep. Kevin was even... Uh, uh, I don't know how to say this nicely, but um, <laughs> he was untrainable. Oh. <laughs> like a sponge. Like it I would a... absorb it, and then I would leave the, the door, and it would just ring right just out. Rinse right out. Yeah. You know, there was a certain amount of that, Kev, which was, uh, which was, uh, I would say, it's not a, it's not due to lack of ability. I'm going to say this right now. All right, is not due to lack of ability. <laughs> Kevin is uh, one of the bravest people I've ever met. I'm going to say that right now. Ooh. And it, and I believe that to be true, and uh, but what you are not is a person that chooses to give a bu- fuck about things he doesn't give a fuck about. Fair. <laughs> and if you're gonna drive fucking fifty minutes down from Woodstock, yeah, to shoot the shit. You're not going to be my fucking button pusher, eh? No. I'm just going <laughs> to sit on the other couch and introduce you. Yeah. And f- fair enough, Kev. All right. What you've done over the time that you've been in the Dutch Hall. And Johnny, I don't want you getting any fucking ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you just got here. But, uh, Kev, uh, what you've done is you've proven yourself. You've drawn your line in the sand. And you've shown, like, what you will do, what you won't do. You've earned my respect and why you became the co-host of this program. And I don't want you to forget that, my friend. I took your banking model. Yeah. The banking model is don't fucking care and things will work out. You get promoted. Yeah. And (laughs) and that's that's for everyone, no matter what job you're in. 
I believe this to be the key to you being successful at your job. Stop fucking caring about it. Just do it and don't worry about it. Don't think about it at all. Just do it. Just fucking do it. I don't care if you're a stand-up comedian, if you're a, a accountant, if you're a, a nurse. Just stop thinking about what you want to be. Just be it. Just don't think about it. Just do it. And everything will be easier. That is the truth. And don't care what everyone wants you to be. Just do be what you are. And that it makes it easier. The end. <laughs> okay. So now the game show, All right. which is what is Johnny? All right. And uh, I should set this up because my kids call me racist all the time and prejudiced and all this stuff because they don't get it. And this is what I want you to get. And this is that um, I thought it was hilarious when I was growing up that my dad, every last name he heard, he would always say, what's that? You know, he would say, what is that? You know, if I said, uh, I got my friend Ken Van Dungeon, he's like, uh, Van Dungeon, what is that, Dutch? You know, is it Belgian? You know, like he'll say like that, you know. And you'd have to say what it is. And if I said Belgian, he'd be like, oh, fucking idiot. Right? <laughs> he'd be like that, right? Which is, <laughs> which is like, I always thought it was funny because you got to bring up these uh, stereotypes and hear the jokes that go along with yeah. that. So Johnny Renton joins our show, and he's got a name like Johnny Renton. Mm-hmm. Has, it's indistinguishable. It almost sounds like a made-up name. Yeah, it sounds like a made-up name. Like a Hollywood like a stage name. Like, yeah, like a yeah. Hollywood star <laughs> starring Johnny Renton. Yes. And then he comes in here with his looks. Yep. Get a camera shot on yourself, Johnny, because what I want to do, everyone, I have a good, hard look at this guy. Yep. Ambiguous in every way racially, mm-hmm. I would say. No, I'm going to rule out black right now. I'm going to say no black. He would be an albino black man if he were. Yeah, but he's got a tight curl. He does. Right? That brings him into, he can get a lot. He could be uh, Jewish. Oh, yeah. You know? And and then you look at, well, is he native? Well, natives don't have the curl, right? But part native could be, Mm -hmm. right? Is he? um, When his family came over, I wonder if Renton... Is a shortened down version of like Ratonsky or something like that. Uh, Eastern Bloc. Yeah. yeah, it could be. We got to start asking questions. <laughs> okay, so. Trying not to give it away. <laughs> we do not know what this guy Wait, is. Twice, if. <laughs> okay, we do not know what this guy is. But I'm going to rule out. But what we do know his name is Johnny Renton. Yeah. Okay. You know, if that is his real name. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say wasp. I'm going to say if there's some wasp in there because the Renton name doesn't give me any ethnicity unless he's, like you said, an Ellis Island changer where the, he was like Rednoscovy or, or he yeah. was like Rentonovich. some sort of Italian name or whatever. Oh, like, Rentonoli. Because he could be Italian. He's got an Italian vibe to him, too. He could be Italian. Could yeah. be uh, Spanish. Could be, I don't, like, like he could be he any did, of those things. He was things. cringing a little when we were doing the Spanish accents. He's, no. he's not a Spaniard. <laughs> not a Spaniard, I don't think. Okay, okay. So we will start now. This is the game show. We'll do a rock, paper, scissors. See who goes first. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Ah, yeah, I win. <laughs> so I get to go first. So, Johnny, are you circumcised? Yes. Ooh, that rules out a lot. Yep, it sure does. Okay. But he's young. But yeah, I'd still say circumcised. We're going wasp, man. Yeah, he's got to be wasp. He's like British. Oh, sorry, your question. I'm not guessing. What's a uh, traditional food you might have in your house? Ooh, that that might give it away. Um, but schnitzel. Oh, hmm. oh, he's lousy. Is your mother and your father the same heritage? No. So there's there's multiple. He's part. You only gave away part. Would you look good with a tiny mustache? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> if I could grow one, we could find out. But <laughs> Did your mother commit atrocities in the 40s? <laughs> no, my mom was not born in the 40s. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. Hmm. Grandma? <laughs> well, I'll have to wait till my next question. Sorry. Go, Kevin. Is engineering uh, or 
technical skills prominent in your heritage? In half of it. Ooh. Okay, we can guess this half. Yeah. You're half German. Yep. Okay, and that's your mom? That would be my mom's side, yeah. Yeah, that's why the food came from the mom's side. Yeah. So now we have to guess the dad's side, which is harder. Not Jewish. <laughs> but th- that's where the Renton comes from. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Then I'm going a German, British, German, English. Ooh. No. Fuck. That was a good. That was my whole time, ta- my whole guess. German. Mm. So you can ask a question or guess. I thought I had it. I think he's Italian. I think he gets that curl. Renton? I think he's got a little bit of curl in there. From He's got a bit of Italian in him. Yeah, I do. German-Italian? Yeah, German-Italian. Oh, is Renton-Italian then? Like, it comes from a longer name, do you know? Uh, I, I don't know where it comes from. I know that my grandpa on my dad's side was here for, like, a long time. That's why the town of Renton is actually named after my grandpa's Johnny Renton of the Rentons. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you are a fancy motherfucker. I didn't know you were the Renton Renton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy's a big deal, man. No wonder he's so good at hitting those buttons. That's how he is. They don't build a whole community in Norfolk County with a gas station and everything. Yeah. yeah a whole a, intersection. A kick-ass, yeah. used to be a kick-ass restaurant there, a truck stop. Yeah, there's still a motel, isn't there? Like a motel where you can go stay if you're a trucker and you got too many hours. You can go in there and like go watch them uh, porno and such. Or live there once your wife kicks you out. Yeah. (laughs) There's a couple things. It's like a J. uh, It's like a motel, right? I don't know. I remember there used to be a a kick-ass truck stop breakfast place there. Oh, other side of the road. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Renton. Not a real hot spot, actually, to no. be honest. No. <laughs> More of an intersection. There's a glass place there. But we're in Pine Grove, so it's not that, but it's might be a bit it might be a step up in Pine Grove. I don't know. Do you live in Renton currently? No. Um it's I used too to much play, pressure. Yeah, right? I used to play golf at the Greens at Renton sometimes. Too but. much pressure. Uh but it's nice when you're at the Greens of Renton because you're like it's the Greens of my people. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle right. got married there actually. Yeah. Really? And he was like, this is my place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have to you, pay, did he? You native stole I think he it. did, actually. And he said, Damn you it. native stole it from me? Did he say that to the people who own it now? Because they're I native. I wish he would have. <laughs> <laughs> you native stole this from me. It's yeah. obviously my, this is my yeah. land. My name is Renton. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. There's nothing named after Van Dykes. Is there anything named after Van Dungeons? I doubt it. A brewery in Holland, I think. Really? There's a nursery in uh, Woodstock that's a Van Dyke. Yeah, Van Dyke uh, Nurseries. And it's spelled the. The right way. D I J K? No, I think it's D Y K. Oh, like me? Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't count. I want a fucking road <laughs> named after someone from my family. Like, no one was good enough in my family. And I, and even those Van Dykes that named the, you know, like, even if it was a road named after it, it has to be one of mine. It, does, yeah. it can't just be one of the other ones, like, because right. it's a pretty common name. Uh, I think it's gonna have to be me. You're gonna have to name a robot road in Pine Grove after me. Pete Van Dyke Road. Yeah. Pete Van Dyke Road. <laughs> no questions. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I gotta do. What do you think you gotta do to get a road named after you? Uh, kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you think they named like a, a, a Jeffrey Dahmer Road? Yeah. Or a, a street in Brentwood like OJ Ave? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think you gotta maybe save somebody's life or. Oh, uh, I bet you if um, if I spend because I'm like almost I'm like almost forty nine. Mm-hmm. If I spend the next Ooh, like fifteen close. years dedicating myself to improving the park in my subdivision, oh well, yeah, that might be your park. Then when I died, they could name the park after me. At least get a slide named after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> eh? A slide, yeah, or bench. Yeah, I would take a bench. That'd oh, be awesome. Playground. What? Call it Petey's Playground. Yeah, Petey's Playground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we did a we. I don't know if I should say this on the air, but it's uh, I shouldn't because right. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. But wait, I'll do it in a clandestine way. I knew a person that they got a bench named after him, mm-hmm. right when they passed away, mm-hmm. and then that fucking bench was put in a place that they like to be, you know, in the right. community. Yeah, and it was featured prominently. Mm-hmm. And then one day, one of the relatives of the person who the bench was put there for found the bench like in the back of the fucking place, just like in a like a remote corner. 
just like in like kind of like in a dump pile almost like oh. it was like just disregarded it wasn't accessible at all so the guy just put it in his truck and took it home <laughs> and he's like fuck this man like we paid for this to honor him you know yeah. you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. anyways i would do the same thing like fuck those guys man then people like that means a lot to those people that should stay where they fucking put it yeah. you know that's what i say people sleep on my bench <laughs> fuck on it if they want to i don't care <laughs> yeah man enjoy my bench yeah, enjoy my goddamn bench. If it makes you, yeah, store your stuff under my, whatever you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I think. Nice bench. I would like a nice bench. I like those ones in the, by, in Dover at the, on the pier. The pier, yeah. And it's like all the dead, uh, sailors and stuff. Yep. You know, like, 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 I like that. Don't, you can't take those and replace them with nope. people that donate more money. Nope. Those people are de- like, that's where they stay forever. Yep. It's their yep. bench. Find yeah. a spot for your own bench if you got lots of money. Yeah, man. Build a, you know what? Build a second level to the pier and put your bench up there, a penthouse bench. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to start making bench room, you know, for your old dead sailors. Yeah. Or here's a, here's a tip for you, Dover. Learn to sail better. <laughs> hey? That's the boost talking. Yeah. So you're not dying all the time. That's what, <laughs> that's really the key. Like, stop fucking hitting Don't. sandbars, man. Sink your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go to hell. I don't know. That is the booze talking, Kev. Where is my drink, by the way? Oh, it's over there. <clears throat> Thank you. One more. Uh, this animal. <laughs> He's a control man. <laughs> he had three 10 centimeters of armor. Like a Budapest. best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, is that an hour? Sure is. Yeah, it says 103 on the screen. Nailed it. Hey, um, for all you uh, people who don't think I'm good at doing this show, you're fucking wrong. Oh. Right? I nailed tonight, <laughs> every aspect of tonight. And I'm going to tell you, this is a new confident Pete. <laughs> and it's not the boost talk. And it's not just whiskey. It's actually the fact that I believe in myself for the first time uh, since I uh, started drinking whiskey on this show uh, <laughs> tonight. <laughs> no, um, that's a fun show. I had a good time. Yeah, Thank you very much to Emil for uh, giving us the feedback. You missed it, you fucker. Oh, oh my God. He's he so he good. I did that on purpose because I thought he was looking at me. He would never be able to get it from that plus, angle. He's a plus three tonight. You know that. You've been keeping track? Yeah, plus three. Johnny, do you like this? Do you, uh, do you feel unfairly scrutinized, or do you feel like maybe you can, uh, like, like this is a fair training environment? I think it's been pretty good. Um, you guys haven't been too hard on me about it, and like he said, I'm hard on. plus three. So. Ah, he said hard on, though. <laughs> oh. Yeah, plus three, though. And I think that uh, he because you're doing you're being successful, you're for it. But when Kevin starts to turn on you, I think the thing might change. Look out. That might happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dash one, dash two, dash three. I tell you, I tried to find a hook on Kevin for years, and it wasn't until, because I needed him so badly to hit those buttons, you know? And uh, when he stopped, uh, when I found someone else to hit the buttons, then I knew, finally, I can give this guy the fucking criticism he deserves <laughs> after two years. Of not, or whatever it was, of not of not coming through for me. Fucking douche! And this fucking guy, Johnny Renton, oh. has been here for like two weeks. And even though he's German and what was the other thing? Italian. Oh, German and Italian—the two worst people. You both yeah. killed Jesus. I proved it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and even here. even though I still. Um, I still like you way better than Kevin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You fucking crushed it. One yeah. week's training. You'd show me every week, this is how you do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come back every week and just have a nice chat here and then not do it, touch any of those buttons. He's got a very much my brother vibe, but Paul Van Dyke vibe. It's the Dutch. The Dutch are no good. The Germans and Italians are, uh, they may be, that's they're more, they're better. I got to right? say, I sound like a bit of a scorekeeper, but I've poured you two more drinks than Paul ever did. Oh, you're damn right, Kev. And actually, you have been the best, one, one of the best bartenders. <laughs> you know, and I'll give a shout out to Beaver. Every time Beaver took the responsibility oh, of bartender, he, he did a hell of a job. Yeah. 
So I know we're in good hands here for Season 10 going forward, and the rest of Season 9 is going to be super fun. So if you guys want to join along with us, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Listen to our show. Share it with a friend. If you'd like to, give us some feedback at, at thedutchhallgmail.com, or you can go to at Dutch Hall on Instagram and Twitter, and we are the Dutch Hall on Facebook and whatever else you can find us on. And go to patreon.com slash Dutch Hall to support our show. If you haven't yet, buy your tickets for an event at Swazi's on October 14th. And follow Johnny Renton. You know what yet? This guy's done doing stand-up all over the place. Go see this guy. He's funny. He's working hard at his craft. You should get what what do you follow? How do you follow you, Johnny? Um at Johnny Renton on pretty much everything. So at Johnny Renton, do it. Yeah, man. Do it if you love this man. And uh Kevin Van Dungeon. You want people to follow you, Kev? Nope. 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 They can fuck off. <laughs> you are just gonna keep to yourself and I like that. Yep. And uh, that's it, everyone. We will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit that fucking theme song.